What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Inside the Feed. Today, we have a special guest, Tal Cooperman, a.k.a. Tallywood. He's best known as a dot connector. If you can make networking a profession, Tal Cooperman is a professional networker. And if you don't know who he is, chances are if you see something pop on your feed, Tallywood is behind it. He's the creative director behind the Red Rock Casino and the Palms Hotel in Las Vegas. He also sprinkles in his touch on the Truff Hot Sauce, and he works with so many other companies. We talk about how he leverages his connections, the new age of marketing, and how to maximize the opportunities you come across. I really had a great time with this one, and I hope you guys do too. Andrew. What's up, man? What up, bud? How you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, I appreciate you hopping on and uh you know, I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate yeah, this time. It's all good. It's Sunday. I'm I'm chilling in, in bed with my dog. Nice. Nice, dude. Yeah, I just kinda wanna dive in, talk about a couple things, keep it yeah. short and sweet. But um yeah. yeah, so with me I got Tal Cooperman. He's one of the most individual one of the one of the most connected individuals in the game. He's a creative director for Red Rock Casino, Palms Casino. He's the mastermind behind Truff Sauce Marketing and so much more. I wish, um, I wish, I wish I was the mastermind. That's my, that's my partners, Nick and Nick. I just get to stand back and help how I can. Yeah, but you sprinkle in your touch, and it's definitely that's noticeable. True. I think. Yeah, that's def- definitely true. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to start off there. I mean, I think you're at a point where you know you're doing so much and. You are in in a crazy network. Like, how how did you come in contact with all this? Like, how did you come across being a creative director for the casinos, and then you know making the pivot to hot sauce? Right. Um, well, yeah, we could we could we could start there. I was uh you know I was working in nightlife. I moved to Vegas about seven years ago, going almost on eight. I want to say uh, I was working for Dre's nightclub um, for Victor Dre, uh, who's one of my mentors. Um, not only in life, but, you know, in some sort of sort of aspect in business. And, you know, he, he always believed in me as far as uh, working for him as head of marketing or creative director. Um, his uh, his number two guy or his number one guy, actually, Brian Affronte, uh, was the, the real reason I over at Dre's. And uh, he's someone that I've looked up to for a very long time, who's who's helped me in so many ways just in, in life or as a life coach or a mentor in nightlife, marketing, creative wise. He's always someone I can go to and, uh, you know, share ideas with him. And he always gives me uh, real feedback. Um, he needed some help uh, over at Dre's and he asked if I would like to come on board. And I said, sure. Um, went over there, spent about a year and some months um, helping them, um, you know, actually be able to tell a story uh i think i think the people that were there originally for some marketing they they didn't really understand marketing or understand creative uh victor is uh is a very unique human and you kind of got to understand how he works and i come from his school pretty much so I, i do know how he works and what he likes um so it was very uh it was very fun for me to work for him because he's someone that challenges you um, where some people just don't ever challenge you. Uh, he's someone that, you know, I bang my head up against the wall because sometimes I'm like, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but actually he's always knowing what he's talking about. So, um, it was fun working there. Um, 
because, you know, Vegas is a very amazing city. Everyone's friends with everyone. Um, Dre's is a hip hop club where at the time hip hop was kind of like whatever in Vegas because the EDM bubble was so big. You know, you had your Calvin Harris's, your marshmallows, your mm-hmm. your Cascades or, you know, Skrillex's, Dead Mouse. Like that's what people wanted to see um, where we had The weekend or 2 chains, or Travis Scott or um mm. ti you know big sean people like that um like don't get me wrong we were selling every selling out every night but it wasn't the best of crowds um and then really weirdly while i was there um vegas kind of took a little pivot i think people are always going to want to go see edm the edm market has been around it's had its up and down roller coaster for 20 years um so uh I think that people kind of wanted to change and someone like the weekend, you know, was with us and he was just, he was big, but he was just about to blow up. Um, and it was, it was an amazing pivot. It was such an awesome thing to watch. And, you know, a lot of people were, you know, would say it was our team that helped make it, uh, like that. And sure. I'll agree to some extent, but bro, at the, these days, like, it's not only marketing it's you know it's it's your talent you know vegas has a lot to offer and uh at, we were there at the right time um while all this was going on i was i was in the talks with another uh company uh with a few of my friends uh to go work for them um i was literally like about to sign my contract where i met somebody that worked for my bosses and i uh was asked to not sign my contract and take a few meetings with the company I work for now, um, which is station casinos. Uh, and I said, okay. And then I was told that they bought the palms and I have a crazy big history at the palms. Uh, I kind of used to live there when George Maloof owned it. Uh, one of my best friends, John Gray was his right hand man. And I, I, I pretty much lived at the palms. I was there every weekend or when I was going through my first divorce, uh, I was married. I am. I was married before I married my wife now. Uh, and I, uh, I lived there while that was going on, which sucked. Um, and then I, I heard, you know, I was told that Frank and Lorenzo Fatita bought the palms. I was super stoked because no one can bring a place back like they would be able to. Um, or, you know, fast forward, me signing the contract, they brought me in to help with the nightlife aspect of things as far as marketing. And then very fast, I was pulled out of that to, um, I was pulled out of that to uh, help with all curation and marketing for, to, for the palms, for the new rebrand and the new tell all story of the palms coming back. Um, That was, you know, a huge thanks to uh, Frank's daughter, Kelly. She helped, you know, take me out of the nightlife I think more because she saw that I wasn't very happy and I think she saw that I could do more and um and she did a very good job at making sure I was happy honestly man like she I owe a lot to her um and then and then I got involved you know on a whole different level that I've never done before you know of you're gonna help us you know curate with art you're gonna help us you know uh some design work um what the rooms can look like what can we do you know so i ended up 
you know, getting, I would, my hands were in bare, in many pots and it was, and it was, it was an awesome journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of like, you know, jump started, you know, with the, with you starting at Palms, but obviously, you know, you had to start somewhere. Yeah. And I knew that yeah. you, you know, were born in Israel, you moved to New York and then you moved to yeah. Los Angeles, you yeah. know, before you're doing all this, like, I mean, you have to start somewhere. So like, yeah, yeah. How, how I, did uh, you, you know, come across that journey? Like, yeah. So I, uh, I'm from Agora. I, I, I was born in Israel in Tel Aviv. I moved out to America and I think like 1988 with my, with my parents and my brother, Tommy, uh, obviously it's before Tav was born. Um, and um, we, I think we went to New York first. My dad, you know, tried to get his journey going there and it just didn't, it didn't work out. So we moved to LA really quickly. Um, and then, uh, and then um, I, we lived in the Valley to, to Dixie Canyon Island, which is cool. Uh, two bedroom apartment, you know, it was super small, Sherman Oaks. Um, and then we, we moved into our first house in Sherman Oaks as well. And uh then we moved to Agora and Agora is where everything kind of started for me. Um, I met a lot of people at a very young age. Um, a lot of my friends, you know, till this day, believe it or not, I'm still with the same exact crew. Uh, you know, it's like literally like we all went to middle school and high school together. And then now That's I watch my friend. yeah, like literally my entire squad is still, my middle school and high school. My best friend in the entire world has been my best friend since sixth grade. Um, wow. You know, and and fast forward to high school. Uh, I started, uh, you know, I, I've been in graffiti my entire life. I, I've loved, you know, street art, graffiti, whatever you call it. Um, I, I, I've been a part of that forever. I met a lot of people uh, growing up doing that some of those guys were older than me and at the time there was a clothing brand called gypsies and thieves also you know the abbreviation is gat um and if you were where if you were able to get clothes from gat you know you were pretty fucking cool it was, it, was, it was very hip niche kind of brand you know one of the first streetwear brands in la uh but all the designs were done by like my heroes you know someone like uh eclipse who is the founder of the graffiti crews msk and awr uh, also the seventh letter. Uh, and he's someone that took me under his wing at a very young age for me. I was, I've known Casey since I was 15 years old. I'm 38. You know, he's still in my life, still a father figure. Um, he, I, I remember going to Gap for the first time and I met him there the first time uh, I went down there. And uh, believe it or not, I, I got super close with that guy. And, I, and he introduced me to every graffiti artist I've ever known in my life and looked up to. Um, you know, and he was like, this is a family, you know, uh, not only this brand, but this crew, you know, who I stand for and who I am. And, you know, I, I became a part of that family. You know, he has always protected me and made sure I was safe. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a problem in my life. Thanks to someone like him. Um, and you know, that's where, that's where it all started is gypsies and thieves, you know, Louis Polito, uh, the owner, um, he, you know, I was kind of like his intern. I went to, I went to concerts, uh, trade shows. I helped set up, helped sweep up his warehouse. Just, you know, anything I can get my hands on. Started wearing it, bringing more people down there, taking some of the girls from my high school to do photo shoots for us, you know, to model. Um, and then uh, fast forward to, I think, like 11th grade. Uh, and then my best friend, Aaron, who I grew up with, 
I started taking him down there as well. He, he wasn't doing too hot in school. He, you know, he was, he was very smart, but he did not want to do school. That was like not his thing. He dropped out in ninth grade. Um, and uh, I started taking him down there and he ended up starting to work there. Like he started going there every day, doing his thing, learning the computer, learning Photoshop, Illustrator. And he started doing his thing. I graduate high school. I start going to, uh, I moved to San Diego for eight months. And during that time, Aaron and I kind of stopped talking. We got in like a little scuffle that was so stupid. We, we laugh about it till this day because hmm. we, we let stupid people get in our way and we didn't talk for a bit. But while he was working at Gap, becoming the genius that he, I was working with the guys from a streetwear brand called Tribal Streetwear. Bobby Ruiz, who is the founder and brainchild of that company, um, took me kind of under his wing while I was in San Diego, supposed to go to college, but I was just doing nothing but graffiti. Um, I started meeting people with Bobby and, you know, some artists and musicians. And while this was all going down, my friend's brother was in a band called Lincoln Park. Um, he was like, hey, my brother's band's about to blow up. You know, their song's starting to do pretty well. It's called One Step Closer. You know, and in my, I only knew hip hop. I didn't even really listen to rock. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And I'll maybe if they play in San Diego, I'll, I'll shoot down there and give them a box. Well, they were playing there like two weeks after that. They played at a super small place. I think only a few hundred, maybe like 200 people, 300 people. Um, I remember bringing the guys a box that was like maybe like, fuck i don't know like six t-shirts a sweatshirt like a couple hats and some socks maybe <laughs> um and believe it or not man that box they ended up wearing it on a and on a bunch of covers of magazines you know um and i was like it was kind of like a light bulb moment for me i saw like man i got i got that box to those guys i gotta go mm -hmm. meet more people so I started, you know, I got really close with the Lincoln guys. Again, those guys are family to me uh, till this day. Um, I talk to most of them every other day or, you know, a few times a week here and there. Um, and uh, those guys, those guys are the real reason that I am probably, you know, friends with all the bands that I'm friends with today. You know, um, I, I met a lot of people through those guys, um, you know, from... At the time, it was, you know, it, you know, at the time, Corn and Limp Bizkit were the biggest things. And then Lincoln came in and kind of like back, you know, backdrop, body kicked everybody in the throat. Um, so it was very easy for me to meet people because of those guys. Um, and then other brands started hitting me up. You know, I moved back home real quick. I, I was the team manager for Freestyle Watches, you know, and then then Vestal Watches and then. I had a friend working at DVS and Maddox, but he didn't really know how to do his job. So I did it for him. Everyone wanted DVS and Maddox at the time. So I was sending people gear and like I, and just so we're clear, I never made a dollar from any of these brands. They almost used me, but I was using them because I was getting product and building my portfolio, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, that was, uh, that was the beginning. That's where, that's where it all started is, you know, all these brands, I started just taking any kind of brand that I thought was cool. I was taking it on. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, just 
kind of like looking, you know, as you just explain your journey, like this seemed like, you know, obviously how you're telling it, it seemed like very, you know, streamlined, but like, did this happen all organically or, you know, when you're making all these organic. like transitions, was it really like hard to figure out what to do next or was it just kind of natural? It was, it was all organic. I, you know, it all, it came with the flow, you know, um, I ended up like dropping all those brands because years later, uh, Neff Headwear came to me and signed me to an exclusive deal. Uh, Sean Neff is, um, one of my closest friends in the world. Um, you know, uh, we've been friends for a very long time and he, you know, he saw my potential and he helped me, he helped me like kind of understand that people were using me. He's like, Hey, I want to pay you, you know, like, fuck, fuck all this free shit, you know, like mm -hmm. you, you need to, you need to get paid. And I would love Neff headwear to be your only brand. And, and it was, and it was for about two years. I worked for Sean and, and Sean and I, till this day, like anything he would ask for, I, I'll do for him. You know, like we, we're super close. I mean, I mean, Sean, Neff, crazy story. A couple months back, Sean Neff's like, where are, calls me and is like, where are you? I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm at, I'm at Nobu Malibu. He's like, come to Calabasas. I was like, no. He's like, all right, well, I'm coming down there. Get me a table. So I get him a table. And the next thing I know, it's me, my wife, my friend, Holly. And then Sean's with Kanye West. And then I end up having lunch with Kanye and Sean talking like about, you know, creative shit. It was, it was. Hilarious. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Best day of my life. And it's one of those days where you're like, you want to ask for a photo so bad, but you just can't because you're like, I can't ask yeah, for fucking yeah. photos. But, you know, so it's in my head and. You know, at least my wife was there to, 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 to witness it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. So like, you know, we talked about, you know, your, your work with palms and the kind of your journey and like, you're doing just like so much and you're crushing in all aspects, but you know, where do you focus most of your attention, like attention towards? These days, like, I focus you know, everything for, yeah. These days I focus my attention to, you know, to my bosses, um, I'm uh the way I the way my brain works I think is <laughs> is I I try to focus on like what puts a roof over my head right I mean all these other things that I'm doing that's great I I love it I love helping people but like my bosses have done so much for me and made sure that I'm I'm happy with my life that I have to give them 110% and believe me like that's all I do you know the company I work for is like that's all I think about. That's all I think about. I can't even mm -hmm. sleep. I wake up at like three in the morning and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go get this one shot. I'll drive to the hotel. I'll be there at 4 a.m. I'll do a bunch of, you know, I'll start shooting for a couple of hours with my team. And then next thing I know, it's eight in the morning and I have to be at the office all day. But, <laughs> but I'll wow. never complain because it's, it's fun to me. I love sitting with my team. I love editing. I love shooting. I love, you know, sitting with, um, the marketing team or the advertising team, I, I just love to get creative. Um, and I hope it doesn't come to an end. You know, um, this is a great company to work for. You know, one of the, the last true OGs of Las Vegas is what I would like to call it, you know. Um, <laughs> and um, they're, they're great. They're great. My main focus right now, since Palms is closed until, you know, let's say entertainment comes back, you know, or, you know, it's it's just right now Vegas is, is, is super rough, you know, for, for everyone. Um but we're a local based company. Um, you know, we started, we've been around for over 40 years. Uh, I look, my bosses are geniuses, you know, and um, I'm focusing on Red Rock Palace Station and Green Valley Ranch at the moment. And that, and that's been, 
its own challenge on its own. You know, it, it's kind of to like shift my, I had to like shift my ideas to something else, which is, it's been really fun. Yeah. I mean, that kind of brings me to my next point is like, you know, um, you know, like what excites you really the most about what you do? Is it like bringing people together? Is it, you know, working with the team to make creative stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, I think these days what like pumps me up the most is, is getting a bunch of wows from people that never believed in stuff that me or my team was doing. Um, you know, I, uh, there's been challenges in the past of like, people are like, why are you doing that? Or why are you going that way? Where, you know, one of my new bosses, um, you know, is, you know, he's become someone that uh, I look up to because he understands me and understands uh, the vision. And, you know, he's a part of the vision where, where I, I was being questioned a lot by some people that just don't want to understand, you know, if it was someone like Joe Rogan doing it, they'd be like, did you see that? That was, shit was cool. But it's like, sometimes someone like me or my team are ahead of someone like that. And they're like, they don't get it. Yeah. You know? And, and my, my biggest thing is cause I, I'm a very defensive person. I just want people to give it a chance. You know, when I'm like, Hey, this worked, obviously it might've not sold rooms for you, but 30,000 people saw this and our, and our usual viewership is at like 1500 to 2000. Right. You know, so the, the main goal is to, to get new eyes on our property. That is it, you know, and, and it's awesome that someone like my bosses, the owners, they get it. They understand it. They, you know, they, they, bro, they, they come from the UFC. They, they, they created, they created fucking marketing. They're geniuses to me. Yeah. Um, and then my, you know, my new boss gets it too. You know, I, I talk to him about stuff all the time because he, he's one that could reel me back in when I have a problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like you mentioned is like, you know, people don't really understand it and the whole thing, you know, the whole thing, like how I honestly like came across you was like, you know, it's just like insane butterfly effect because right. even though like, you know, you're not selling rooms, but like, you know, you're working with these creative artists that, I might see that pop up I'm on right. my feed and then I'm like, Oh, they made that. But then I like put it together that they also made it for sauce and like who's running sauce. And sometimes you don't even know like what the compound effect of it is. Right. You know? So, and, and that goes back to, you know, this goes to us talking about truck, you know, me and my best friend, Aaron wanted to start a hot sauce brand for as long as we could remember. And we were on the way of making, you know, we were coming up with a recipe with his mom and it was awesome. And, uh, and, uh, he ended up meeting Nick and Nick, you know, our partners and, uh, they had the rest uh, their recipe for truff. Um, they had the handle sauce, uh, <laughs> which is fucking amazing. Obviously people come up to our, come onto our page without even like, the you know, cheat without code. Trying. yeah, without even trying. And then, um, you know, they, uh, they designed everything with Aaron and, and Shemi, our partner. And, um, I was lucky enough to be a part of this brand and, you know, my portfolio goes pretty far and, you know, we, you know, I make sure everyone, you know, gets stuff, you know, as far as truff. Uh, and I'm not the only one. I mean, the five of us combined, it's like a powerhouse, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it, it's, it's never me or just Aaron or just John, but, you know, I will say Nick and Nick are, you know, they are the day to day. They run the fucking company it's their way or no way because, you know, no matter what, even when I introduce them, they always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always make sure I say, 
if you guys are not into this, I'm not into it. You know what I mean? Because they know they they know what trust is more than anyone. Um, mm-hmm. But we built an amazing brand, you know, uh, and and it's super exciting to you know to be on the roller coaster with these guys because they're they're amazing humans, man. Like you know Forbes. 30 under 30, you know, we were just on Forbes again the other day for, you know, record breaking numbers for Truff. Um, you know, we're Oprah's favorite fucking hot sauce, you know, two years running. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's stuff to brag about, honestly, it's because it's such a, it's a dream come true. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, what, what you guys are doing with it, it's like not even like a hot sauce. It's like, right. A, it's more than it's literally you guys like are creating like a little behemoth underneath there. Yeah. You man. know, it's, I, it's this whole community. Yeah. I that's always, amazing. Uh, I always look at that Sean Parker quote when he's like a million dollars isn't cool. You know, what is cool? A billion dollars. And that's where like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's where I'm like, you're so right. We got to sell this thing for a billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, even like on that quote, it's like, you know, where do you like, like, what's your standard? Like, what, where are your eyes focused? Like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like, what do you, what are you chasing towards? Because it seems like, you know, I feel like, you know, you just talk about all the things that you're doing. It's yes. like, you're ready, like, you know, setting the bar every single day to a new height. Like, I, do you have like an end goal? Not even an yeah. end goal, but like, you know, what are you working towards? I just want to be, uh, I just, vacation <laughs> you know like i've never been when i'm on vacation i'm not really on vacation i don't ever focus on just my wife i know it's really hard to say and it probably bums her out uh I, i'm just always my brain is going a thousand miles an hour because i always want to like want to like uh set the bar like you said right uh i always want to make sure my brothers are okay we've had a my brothers and i have had a really rough life especially me and my brother tommy Tav has it really good because, you know, my mom took him in and, you know, that was her baby. And but my brother, Tommy and I, like, I lived in a car for a while. Like I, I, I you know, I think that's what humbles me. And, and, you know, I don't judge anyone because I, I did hit rock bottom, you know, I kind of, and I don't, you know, my mom and I are, we have a very weird relationship. I, you know, Aaron's mom, you know, you know, fucking helped you know, get me ready for this world more than my mom did. And, and, you know, it's, it's easy and safe for me to say, you know, cause it's just, that's just how life is. Um, I just, how, you know, I want to have my own home and I, I, I want to have kids and a family. And I think that's the end goal, right. Is to, to keep the bloodline going. And they're happy. And I, I don't leave this world with, without anything behind the Cooper. I just want to, I want to keep it going. And, you know, I want people to talk about things that me and my brothers did, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, talking about like your brother and I know that he kind of came, you're a bit older than him and you kind of put him, you know, you accelerated some of his things, but I'm sure he's done a lot. How did, how did, how did, like, what did you do for him exactly that, you know, helped him? He wanted to, to he wanted to promote in nightclubs and, uh, and right away, I, you know, I said, okay. So at age 19 or 18 is when he started promoting. I think it was 19. Uh, he started working for uh, for my friends down in L.A. Uh, uh, his first club was Warwick. Um, and I just made sure that whatever he needed as far as for my address book, he could have. Um, plus, like, 
having him having Aaron and I in his life, you know, like I didn't talk about like who Aaron became, but Aaron, you know, was the founder of Agenda, the biggest action sports trade show in the entire world. Um, he was the co-founder of ComplexCon and now is, you know, the CEO and founder of Network. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, and then he just mm. launched, the other day yeah. he launched his online trade show called Transfer, which was a ma- massive success. So it's like, and then we're not even talking about the brands he was behind for, you know, with sales and that he started. So he, you know, he is, he is my God, you know, of people I put on pedestals. Um, but, you know, Tav had Aaron and I his entire life. So like anything he needed from clothing to musicians or, you know, guidance, he had the two, two of the best is, and I don't care what anyone says. There's no team like Aaron and I, and, and everyone knows that. Yeah, all you got to do is connect the dots, and you, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so you know, just you know, no, I no. don't want to keep you too long, so I kind of want to just. Fu- Richelin, all right. Um, but yeah, I was just curious to see, you know, because it seems like you have so many people in your life, and you're working with so many people. Like, who's the person that most influenced your life? Lorenzo Fertitta, and, th- and that's your current yeah. boss at the yeah. with the hotels, right? He is just a. Uh... Nice. A very well put together human. He, uh, yeah, you know, just you know, from his swagger to business to, you know, I never went to college. You know, I feel like I go to college every, you know, every minute that I get with him and his brother Frank. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. So, like, you know, looking at like all the successes you had in life, and I'm sure it wasn't just like a trajectory of just moving forward. You know, do you have do you have a favorite failure that you feel that has like set you up for, you know, success later in life? Huh. That's a great question. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I think too, you know, I, I launched my own brand called carousel. Uh, so it was spelled C R S L. Um, you know, that, that was kind of like a failure of a brand. Uh, I did that with my, my really good friend, Josh Merrill, who's still a close friend of mine who, Anytime I think of launching something or need something to print, he owns a he owns a print house called Liquid Graphics, and he he's always there for me, no matter what. Uh, he's someone that helped guide me in business as well. You know, he kind of let me do my own thing. I think that I was instead of just like growing really small, you know, I was in the rush of like getting it into Zoomies and Tillies and Pack Sun right away, and I I highly suggest to any child not to do that these days. You know, just like, you know, just guerrilla market and, you know, start off with one or two T-shirts. Don't do a full line. Like I did a whole, the whole shebang and I just I just don't think I did it right. You know, um, even though I, I marketing wise, you know, when you have every celebrity and every fucking Instagram person, like everyone's promoting it. You're like, man, I'm on to something, you know, and it just I didn't do it right. You know, it was, it, it was you know, it just that was yeah. like a. It was a bum out when it came to an end, but my brother Tav wants to bring this brand back and he'll probably turn it into like a hundred million dollar company. <laughs> Tom is the yeah. secret sauce. Um, of yeah. Tav. Tav, Tav is the, you should create a little trophy. He's the Tav's secret sauce. Um, and then, and then I would say, yeah. you know, along my journey in life, while Aaron and I, you know, we're, we're doing, um, you know, 
while we were doing brands together or I, I helped agenda with, with a lot of things. Um, you know, I would just say like, always remember that friendships are, you know, friendships to me are everything in life. Um, and sometimes, you know, um, sometimes you get blinded by like, by things on, on your way and on your journey and you, you tend to lose the friendship part, you know, and I, I suggest to everyone to, to just never, to, ne to never lose sight of, you know, of friendships first. I know everyone's like business is business, but it's, you know, sometimes it, it, this may not make sense to anyone, but, you know, I, I've gotten in a lot of, a lot of arguments with a lot of people over, over the stupidest shit while I've been on this journey um, of business, you know, however many years, 20 years, whatever. And I lost a lot of friends, you know, and it's sometimes it's, it, it sucks. It sucks, you know, growing up and I'm almost 40 years old and I, I don't want a problem or, you know, or lose any more people in my life. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking, you know, looking back and like looking forward, would, would there be anything that you would do differently? What, what were you thinking when you were, you know, 21 years old, were you just kind of just in it and just, you know, feeling it out or, you know, cause I'm trying to think years old, going to Buffalo exchange, selling clothes to get, you know, $40 to put food in my mouth. Um, mm. I would, uh, probably, I would try to listen in school a little more, believe it or not, just to get my brain more focused on life. Um, I would definitely get contracts and, you know, do the right deals. Uh, I always worked off of handshakes and, you know, and loyalty and friendships and that ended up biting me in the ass in many ways. Yeah. I always tell my brother, I so, always tell my brother now, you know, and I look over his contracts. It's like, he has to have contracts. No one can even talk to my brother if there's no contracts there. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, you know, like, I just went blank. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, trying to make this information for my audience, like easily, because they're more of like a, a yeah, younger yeah. crowd. And I'm trying to give them some sort of like actionable steps. And I know that, you know, your whole journey is just a book in itself, how someone could, you know, follow it. But I kind of want to dissect it yeah. a little more and go into detail of like two to three major decisions that you felt that took you expect like a lot farther yeah. from the yeah, previous absolutely. one leaving victor dre was like a huge step for me i was very scared to tell him that because i knew if i sat in a room alone with him i was never going to make the jump uh he was you know he's someone i look up to you know i have with my dad being gone and not being able to see him face to face i have a lot of father figures in my life that i look up to and victor is one of them you know uh if there's a king of nightlife in vegas it's victor dre um you know, he, he started Trist nightclub, Dre's nightclub in excess, you know, which is one of the most famous clubs in history. Um, so I ended up telling Brian first, and then I ended up going on a trip to Israel. And I was like, when I come back, I'll tell him. And surely that bit me in the ass. Cause he found out 
And then he didn't, and I didn't talk to him for over a year and broke my heart because I, I wanted to tell him, you know, and it just, it didn't work out that way. Uh, but if I didn't tell him that I was leaving him, I don't think I would have, you know, progressed in life as far as like my journey getting bigger. I mean, Frank and Lorenzo gave me a chance to oversee such a behemoth of a project, you know, um, we, we bought the palms for 300 plus million. We spent 690 million and I was a part of that entire thing. Um, you know, no. Yeah. Were you brought on to like oversee everything? I was a part of the team that was overseeing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, as far as art curation goes in that entire property, that was, that was me, Frank and Lorenzo, you know, and, uh, and a couple other people, but we were like the main guys. I mean, they are, I mean, they are, the yeah, main I mean, guys. they own the hotel. They, they're the main and everything, but you know, yeah. I was a part of, you know, from the, from the valet, you know, from the palms letters to, you know, the front desk to the VIP check-in to the steakhouse to, you know, to some of the restaurants, um, to the hallways, to the, to the prints in the hallways, to the prints in the rooms, to the art in our suites, to the villas. Like it was just, it was so much, man, like so much. And, any little corner I found something, I needed to do something. Like one of my favorite things at the Palms is is the is in the girls' restroom. You know, uh, Scott Hove, who's uh, who makes his art look like uh, cake frosting. You know, he took over one of the girls' bathrooms and made it look like uh, a cake frosting. Uh, and, it's, and it's just we don't promote it; it's just there. But I just needed, I just wanted yeah. to create like Instagram moments. You know, that's like that was mine and Kelly Fertitta's like vision of like we need to have since our hotel is off the strip we don't have as many rooms as everyone we're in the hundreds while everyone's in the thousands our marketing people are going to help us market by taking out their phones and taking photos of everything so you know you get to the front of the hotel there's the the palms balloon letters you know or i have a a benedict radcliffe uh countach lamborghini made out of wire you know or i have the wish you were here you know, uh, front desk, you know, by Keegan Gibbs and Olivia Steele. It's just like, there's just so much stuff going on in the property that I always love walking around. Cause I just see phones taken out. And that's to me, that's the job we were, we're going for. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you made that decision to take over the palms project, was it, was it like a no yeah, brainer? Absolutely. And like, what was, yeah. but I will tell yeah. you that I had days where I was crying to my wife, like this was a horrible decision only because of the people I, you know, that were a, a part of the project um there, there are some people i was butting heads with but that's just that is life andrew like life, life is not perfect you know you can go sign on on your dream job you're always going to have those people where you're like these people suck they don't know what the fuck you're talking about you know and then yeah. somehow some way i ended up being in the right room with the right people yeah and yeah, I just think you, you, you attract that a lot. And, you know, I think it's just your, you know, you have a lot of common yeah. sense and knowing, knowing your taste and knowing yourself. I mean, what was your, like, well, you said it was a no brainer, but like, what was like the hardest part about taking over the palms? Was it like, you know, the opportunity everyone, that you could have missed at everyone trays? in the world saying that it wasn't going to succeed. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, everyone was talking shit. You know, like, and you know, it's crazy as people were talking shit and the same people that were talking shit are some of the people that were trying to get that job. That was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, you guys are fucking yeah. two-faced, all of you, this entire city, you know, like, 
you're all talking shit. But the thing is, I come from a background where if you, you talk shit, you can either call it out or I'm just showing up at your house. And I'll tell you what, people are <laughs> too scared to say shit to my face. Yeah. You know, because I have the people that I could back my shit up. 100%. And it's not to sound like a gangster 100%. in any way. It's just to, it's just to be like, yo, man, like if you have a problem, you should just say it to my face. And if you have a problem with, the company I work for, you should come say it to the, my boss's faces and we'll see how that ends up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, so like these decisions and these, you know, these projects that you came across, like, do you think that, you know, you think what you've learned is like teachable or is it more of just like something that you really just have to like fully experience? I think you have to experience it. I'm not going to say you can't learn it, but I've met everybody that got like, double majors triple majors in college and it's like you can't do what i do i don't care what anyone says and and i'll tell you what andrew there so many people till this day are like what do you do it's like if you need me to explain it to you then i'm sorry it's just not going to work out yeah you know like someone gave me the name the dot connector a long time ago and i've owned up and i and i own it you know like 100 you know i just i connect people i bring people together you know, um, my, my, my brain never stops going as far as creative goes, you know, I'll run circles around any creative agency whenever I've worked with the best creative agency, you know, um, and and it, I just never run, run out of ideas. The thing is the, the one thing that, that, that is the worst for me, there's not enough time in the day for me. Mm -hmm. 24 hours is not enough. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the main things like my huge takeaway, you know, when I first met you and like how easily it was to, you know, connect with you is that you have this like amazing gift of just giving without, you know, expecting anything in return. And I'm sure you obviously, you know, you know, you know, what the what the return on what you do is, right. but I just think, you know, you just being able to just give, even when you're just, you know, giving those six t-shirts and those watches and all that stuff, like the compound effect that, you know, all this stuff has had, I think that's like amazing. Right. And no, and I, and I agree. And look, I mean, all these bands that I worked with, they know my story. They know it all. They were, they were with me witnessing it. That's why some of these bands like kidnapped me and I, you know, they would take me on their tour buses because that was a better life. Um, yeah, I have the platinum plaques in my house to prove it of how grateful they were, you know, um, you know, it, people wish their entire life that work in the industry to get one platinum plaque. I have a fucking full office full of plaques, you know, um, from every band known to man, you know, so it's like, I know I did my job. I don't, it, you know, if people, people, some people, some people's drive is money minus friendships. You know, yeah. I, if I if my drive was money, I'd be a trillionaire right now. It's just not right. It's never been. A, it's never been my thing, man. Believe it or not. And maybe yeah. that maybe that's my weakness. You know, that I that I that I'm not like all about money. I'm not about money at all. Yeah, I mean, even it, even if it's your strength or weakness, it's like, you know, some things you can't even measure is like the effect that, you know, you had on my life so far and the fact that you're having with like all these people those are those are things that I think you know you don't even see you know because like the time that you gave us was like like it's one of the best moments of my life you know I had such a great time I totally appreciate it but but 
you just turned 21 and Vegas is so like Vegas, Vegas is at like 40% right now. I wish it was at, <laughs> at 80% so you could actually see what Vegas is all about. You know, I feel yeah. for this city, man. I feel I, as much as like, you know, like people have a lot to say, everyone's like the, the, at least hospitality industry is so small here. Everyone knows everyone, everyone's friends with everyone. And I, you know, I, my heart goes out to everyone right now. It, it is not a good time out here for people right now. And is this like a weird time for everyone? Is for everyone. it something that it's a yeah. weird time for everyone? It's it's a it's totally a weird time for everyone. It's I went to LA the other day and it's just like everything <laughs> everything's like boarded up. You know, it's just right. people aren't spending money, or if people are spending money, it's the money that doesn't even exist. It's like helicopter money. It's gonna you know it's in and out of their accounts. They they're using it like not even how they're supposed to you know that that money's gonna run out we're gonna dry up and i don't think we've seen the worst yet yeah i mean you know what do you think is going to come out of this positively or negatively as far as you know what you do i think positively i think i think when the the burst is going to happen of people making a comeback i'll be right there with everyone you know just like shining with everyone partying with everyone i you know yeah. i think everyone is on such a roller coaster of the of the down right now they're just waiting for that loop to happen of just like the comeback you know the comeback story is always good yeah everyone lo- everyone loves a comeback yeah amazing dude um yeah i just wanted to you know i didn't want to take the, take up too much of your time so i appreciate everything yeah, that you've done and you know i just want to keep it a little short and sweet Cool. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say or, you know, anything else you got for me, but I think this was amazing. I, you know, got way more out of it than I thought. So thanks, man. Just everyone that listens to this can listen to my podcast called Bad News. Um, You know, it's B-A-D-N-W-Z. If you want to hear, you know, I interview, you know, influential people on it every Sunday. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it so much, Tom. Of course, brother. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, follow us on Instagram at Inside the Feed Podcast and let us know what you liked and what you want to see from us. Once again, thank you.